He didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. Everybody to Locked On iRacing. We are in week eight of season four in 2021. I'm Peter Wilco Wilkinson. I'm joined tonight by Alex McKellar. How are you going, mate? I'm doing okay. I will apologize in advance. I don't get hay fever except for today, apparently. So I'm struggling a bit, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. We moved the podcast the whole day, and that's the day we picked for him to get it. So I know. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. It, like, seriously, it never happens. And then today, first time ever. Seriously, we, we, we move it hoping there's going to be a whole heap of news drop from iRacing and nothing. Nothing to talk about tonight. We've also lost one Braden Martin to the world of real-life work, unfortunately. Uh, stick in there, bloke. You're almost there. But we are joined tonight by the other Alex. AJ, how are you going, mate? Hey, g'day, guys. Yes, nice to be here. Uh, something different. Hey, a bit of podcasting for a change. Yeah, exactly, mate. We we don't get to talk to you very much. We just get to swear at you while you go past us or no, while you wait out the track and setting stupid dimes. So welcome to the actual world of podcasting for us. Uh, nice to be here. Uh, so I'll quickly do a little thing, which is uh, thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you, everyone, who's been listening to us all year. We are getting to the pointy end of the season now uh, where things are going to get really hectic really quick for a lot of people. Um but, yeah, thank you to everyone who's put up with us for nearly three seasons now, uh, obviously getting ready for next year. Uh, we were planning on going live tonight, but, yeah, with Braden dropping out and, and other things moving around, we're just not going to do it. So you are hearing it's on the podcast, uh, on the MP3 player at the moment, or MP3 player, Jesus, on the M- RSS feed uh, on your favourite app of choice. If you can give us a review or a rating on that, that would be amazing because that would help us get our uh, vol- our audio out to as many people as we can which is what we're really doing it for so uh build that community as much as we can speaking of community go check out discord lockedonlads.com slash discord really good place to hang out cool stuff uh we're playing forza horizon 5 in there at the moment uh along with new world and a whole heap of other things and so as well as fishing cooking uh all kinds of cool stuff bike riding all that kind of stuff so um some mad people in here we have to talk to aj about some bike riding soon i guess uh, that's probably what he's been up to i'd say um but Tonight, we're brought to you by Brewster Coffee, B-R-E-W-S-T-R. Go over there and uh, check out Brewster Coffee, rate your local coffee shops, 24-7 race control, driversclub.net.au, CD Symptography, the pro himself. We'll have to catch up with him soon because the pro races are going to start soon. Uh, but that's enough of me. Let's. I know what AJ's been up to, so we will talk to him at the end. But I'm going to jump straight to McKellar, mate. Record strength of field, which we'll bring up in the news, Uh and we'll talk about that a bit more in a second. But what have you actually been up to for the last week? Well, mate, not as much racing as I actually had planned. Uh, I was a bit – so I obviously did Aussie Car, and I was a bit deflated after it, if I'm honest. So sort of put paid to my plans to doing much racing. But, I was uh, a little bit scared about talking to you about that tonight because it wasn't a good round. Um, no, no, it wasn't brilliant. <laughs> I've got, I've got some, some, uh, some points to talk about, and uh, we'll get to that later on. But I want to get get your thoughts on it because when I looked at a few incidences, I thought, "Oh, here we go. He's going to have something to say about that." But we'll get to that in a moment. Fair what else? Uh, other than that, I've been practicing um, Nerb Ring uh, for the third and final season before it goes out of the rotation. Uh, looking forward to doing a bit of that. Interestingly, I spent some time, and I mentioned it before I know, um, Kyle Kawabe, the Japanese driver, hosts up on a Monday night Australian time. It's pretty late now because of daylight savings differences, but he hosts up a long practice session followed by a race each week. It is massive within the Japanese community. Everyone's in there. 
Um, and what it does, it really positions them quite well, people that go there, because it's open, it's in the hosted sessions for, for racing, particularly early in the week. And it's evident by the fact that uh, I was watching uh, Dennis Johansson, the great Dane, I call him. Uh, he's, he's streaming last night because uh, he's got a few days off work. And Dennis is one of the great skippy drivers of all time. He's, he's just really, you know, been an active part of the community and, and lightning fast, does a lot of real world or has done a lot of real world driving and instructing even. Uh, Kawabe-san, for example, who's not the best of the best Japanese drivers, but he's pretty strong dominating him like in terms of oh, speed really? when i say dominating like when dennis says he's struggling to keep up and he isn't battling the guy he's sitting there yeah. right and deliberately not battling the guy you know something's you know and he's yeah. saying you know he's got the pace on me so you know and I, I combine sort of that and the general sort of community spirit in the japanese club at the moment there's some there's some really good things going on there um, some really strong drivers coming through, as we saw, we've seen in the last few weeks of SNL, but not just the likes of Nagai and, and Kawabe, but Yamato's coming through this season even stronger. He's building on a strong season last last time round, and there's a few coming through. I mentioned Shorter the other day, and I know Braden had a, I think had a bit of a run in with him this week. I was hoping to get some insights out of his SNL experience, but, um, you know, uh Full props, and I wanted to give the, the those guys a shout out. There's a few of them: Toshima Sahanada, Naoya Nagai, Gao Kawabe. Um, those guys. Uh, there's a few of them, and I, after SNL this week and a few other weeks, I ping them on Twitter. They all seem to have a buzz around Twitter, and yeah, and uh, and I ping them on there and have a good chat with them. But you know, really shows what a band of folks can do with a, a common interest, and they're just bringing a whole lot of people with them, and it's really great to see. Which is interesting. We were talking about it a little bit in the in the team Discord this morning about how much numbers have actually dropped off on iRacing and to see things like that happen out in the community where where numbers are actually going against the trend. Like it's a little bit like that with Aussie Car where numbers haven't dropped off with Aussie Car. They're actually maintaining, which is against the trend. Uh, and, and to see actually a, a growth against the trend is, is something really good to see out there at the moment. We need more of that in the community, to be honest. Yeah, 100% agree. And, you know, it's why I feel uh, really um, satisfied, not the right, grateful about the SNL race and the community we have there that support us. I mean, I think we might have mentioned it before. We talked about the the period of lock, global lockdown during COVID and how that exploded esports generally, but also obviously iRacing at the same time. And we saw both numbers and, and general participation and, and strength of fields grow. That has normalised now yeah. um, uh, over the last couple of seasons. And yet we've maintained our participation more or less on a Sunday night, but certainly the quality and the calibre of the drivers. Yeah, like as, as proven by your strength of field last night. Odd, not yeah. Four, so. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, this season's uh, so far, even with the little blip at Snedderton, um, it's been our strongest average strength of field in the top split in 25 seasons. We're averaging four, over 4,800, which is crazy. I, I don't know what you're talking about. It was a really strong race on at Snedderton. I, it was, I battled really hard to get second. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Don't, don't negate my... Um, oh, hey, mate, I'm, I'm only... I'm only talking about the top split, mate. No, no parody, no, no, no shade on your effort, mate. That was brilliant. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. So, did, how did you go on on Monday night in the practice at the ring? 
Oh, oh, they left me in their dust, mate. I could only manage top five. Um, <laughs> okay. yeah, oh, Nagai's in another league, right, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then you had Toshimasa Hanada turn up, and he he's consistently very good as well. Um, I think both have track time under their belts. And then um, Yamato is is um, he has come along in leaps and bounds, right? Um, and then I can't remember, it might have been shorter just ahead of me, and then I think it was fourth or fifth. Uh, somewhere in there, but um, because of the time difference, they do do a race at the end of it, like a full official length race, but I, I couldn't hang around. It was too late, but typically it's good fun too. And it's why yeah. I like, it's where I sort of um, sort of got that feel for those practice races that we do now uh, as part of Aussie Car as well. And why, for example, it was no uh, no questions that for if I broke away or someone else, we'd lift and come back and do it again. Because we do that on a Monday night when I've, when I've done those races too. And it's all about getting the reps under your belt uh, in racing senses, and and it's good fun. Actual race practice, yeah. You just make Mm. me um, wonder, Alex, remember years ago, or back when I first started iRacing, we did the the Battle of the Nations. I think it was maybe Australia and the US and the UK at the time. Imagine if you... um, if we had uh, another one of those organising, you throw Japan in there and a few other countries, and uh, you know chuck the skips around the track on iRacing. racing. Mate, that there's an idea. I remember we did a one-off broadcast, uh, a, a combined race spot and double RTV broadcast of the UK club against the Australia club at Bathurst, and um, it was a lot of fun, and it really brought in a good community spirit. And I think there might be something in that, mate. Apart from the language barrier, which we could, you know, we could work through that. But, um, yeah, mate, there's an idea there, a bit of a broadcast on Top Split TV, and away we go. That's it. I think we'd need you uh, in the driver's seat, though, to, to give us a chance. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> hey, look, if I have to step up to put him in the race, I'll do it 100%. Uh, we, yeah, we, nice one. We're throwing around this week the idea of a second split TV because all the boys from Locked On end up in the second split. We're like, we need to get this broadcast. I'm like, well... Yeah, there's well, something in that as well. So maybe, maybe we talked some... about the other week. Like you know, it's it's good to do it, and if you could, yeah, one yeah, off would be great. Well, maybe, um, maybe there's something in what the Japanese guys have done. Um, maybe we we get together and we do something in the ANZ community to sort of help and coach. And I know they do coaching on the side too. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's formally or informally in that community as well. And it's it's really starting to pay dividends. I mean. And I know we'll talk about the actual race before, but Nagai, mate, he put his, you know, really showed his, his what he's made of in that one too. So, um, yeah, really good. Plenty of options there. It's just time. We just need time, especially on my end. Um, yeah, it'd be really good to be able to do some stuff like that. But anyway, I um, speaking of time, I've now got time because Anscar Thunder wrapped up last week. Um, I mentioned I was going in feeling pretty happy, wanted to do all that stuff and was sitting pretty well. So we're at Phoenix, the new new revamped Phoenix, which looks really good. Um I really enjoy that track. It's four it's 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 an actual oval with four corners. So normally you go okay left, 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 but there's it feels like only two, especially the road guys, it's two corners, it's two hairpins. Um this is an actual they're very different and unique corners. So you need you have to really watch where you are on and remember where you are on each part of the track, and uh, especially the, the finish line. It's a weird one because pit lane is actually round off. You enter off turn two, um, so to go green, the pit 
pace car actually pulls off at the end of turn two. So you've still got a whole straight and then you've got three and then you've got four before you actually hit the start finish line. But you can go anytime in that period. So, but luckily everyone sort of waited till, till the, the start finish line to go. Otherwise it could have been some chaos. And apparently there was some chaos in um, officials during the week there, but uh, very, very, I like the the revamp look and, and the, it's got the cactus on the start finish line, which actually is green for green light racing and red and it goes yellow uh, and all that kind of stuff, so uh, it's pretty cool. But that's uh, for racing, feeling pretty well, pretty good. Did some good times. Sort of dropped off, dropped my lap, which I do when we have big long green green track sprint uh, periods, and you know thirty second laps. So it's it's not hard to go a lap down, especially when a few things happen and they begin. But but no damage was going really well. Went the lap down. Two cars in front of me. I think we got the yellow. Um, but then picked up the lucky dog, uh, which then got me back on the lead lap. Was going really well with about, um, I don't know, about 30, 40 laps to go from the end on the lead lap. You know, tyres were good. Everything's going okay. Um, no damage. Zero X at that stage of the race, which was still really good. And then we had a restart. There was, there was constant yellow flags towards the end there. And Race Labs decided to absolutely just kill my computer. And, and, and the restart went down to one frame basically and and all seized up and uh crashed into cv dub and um on the restart which caused another yellow put give gave me damage uh all that kind of stuff fixed it tried to you know fix up some things change some settings same thing happened again the next restart so i just pulled into the infield and then sort of fiddled around with it um killed found out it was race labs killed race labs um and didn't have a problem after that end up finishing race six laps down i think it was um in a battle for for 22nd or something across the line which was all obviously very disappointing once again um circumstances sort of out of my control but that's finished, um, um that's that's a that's a bummer mate Where, where'd you finish in the championship uh so i was 17th going in uh Cade donnelly went out early so that gave me a free position in the championship to go to 16 and then me and scotty griffiths were you know i was one spot behind him almost the whole race and i needed to get four or five ahead of him so at any stage you know damage could have got him out or i could have you know started actually trying to push forward or anything like that i was in a really good position to, to get that extra spot but because of the 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 uh issues with the car fell back to 20 seconds six laps down but then Someone else who had who who jumped ahead of me who had only done a handful of races, so that ended up leaving me in seventeenth uh, overall. So, uh, what could have been season um, for the first season, but you know, good for the first season to be honest. I would have liked a a single top ten in there, and I think the, ironically the first race of the season was the one where I could have got it. Um, uh, but yeah, had had issues with the steering, didn't have the steering ratio set up right, and, and crashed out early, but. Daytona was definitely this place. Um, Talladega was was the other opportunity I had realistically, but things happened there, unlucky, and yeah, just one of those bad luck, not not bad luck, hard luck story seasons. Just one of those frustrating seasons of yeah, what could have been. But is um is it something you're going to back up and do again? Did you get enough from it? Did it give you a taste? Mm-hmm. And you know, are you going to back I up? I want to improve, so. Um, I will be going to, at this stage, so Timmy wants me to keep on going with the Thunder, which is a Wednesday night. Um, I sort of don't like the Xfinity cars as much as what I want to drive the new Cup Series car. So 
that's a Thursday night, so I'm still aiming at Thursday night, and that'll be the the Cup Series is the full year long season, rather than just the the, the twelve season twelve twelve race seasons, and so that's what I'm aiming at something to give me a little bit more you know longevity to the season. That's um, a beast of a season, isn't it? It is, but it's not every week. There's a few off weeks in there and the stuff like that, and you know it just gives me something to focus on each week. Um, and I like that where, you know, in Aussie car, cool, I'm consistent, I'm consistent, I'm consistent, one bag thing, you know, instead of being 12th or 15th or 16th or 18th, um, because six races or six rounds, that's all you can do. Um, at least this, if I'm consistent, I'm consistent and I'm consistent, you know, you can push towards that top 10 a lot more easily, um, by just yeah, being there each week. There's, there's uh, something to be said for being consistent both in yep. terms of participation, but in where you finish with the field, and a bunch of yeah. ten to fifteen finishes add up to a top ten finish more often than yeah. not overall, yeah. right? So yeah, exactly. And look, I could do another twelve, twelve season thunder, and do a couple of them and get some practice. But we'll see how we go. Like, I the aim is Daytona five hundred first up. That'll be the first round and slash a, a one off sort of event that I'll be aiming for anyway. So we'll, we'll see how fast I can get by then and, and go from there. But Definitely enjoyed the oval stuff. I definitely enjoyed um, the Anscar stuff. So, hey, did you uh, did you learn Wilco with a season under your belt? Anything that you um, you know you didn't expect to find with oval racing? Because I know Alex and I jumped in and did a road race maybe a little while ago in the trucks and did pretty well and thought, oh, this is all right. And then the but next round was oval. Speak for yourself. I did terribly. Yeah, but um, we went to the Ovals the week after that, and it was absolutely an eye opener. Um, yeah, you can't expect, you can't prepare yourself, um, you know, for for, for what you experience in oval racing. It's totally different. It's it's so much more about millimeters. Um, you need like it. It's even okay. So throttle, um, it taught me throttle control a lot better than anything ever in in road racing has, especially with skips like. I'm now very much, you know, the, the, the extra millimetre foot put down on the, the throttle a little bit earlier makes such a difference. Um, and even just lifting that little bit more going into a corner, just just wiping that little bit more speed off before you go in. It, it's so much more about slow in, fast out than anything. Like, yeah, cool road racing, slow in, fast out. Then you watch Ben Snell go around sideways and, and go around you on the outside. Um, but it, it, it really emphasised because you, you're talking about thousands of a second is the difference between you and the car in front. And if you can make up that one thousandth of a second by slowing it down a little bit to get that extra speed out, um, that's um, very, very important. That the, the steering wheel control more than anything else, like opening that steering wheel up, I'm finding it in Silverstone at the moment, like I can go a little bit wider, which means I can go a little bit faster earlier and lo- and stop that tire spin which gets me a bit more speed if i just go a bit wide on the corner and i open the wheel up a little bit quicker uh and then going going in the, your turning point your turn in time makes a huge difference depending on the corner um and, and we're talking millimeters there so okay i'll go a little bit deep and i turn in a little bit harder that means you get more tire scrub which slows you down and kills your tires because tires are important in oval racing um so it's and it's different for each track like they're all ovals and like i was saying before phoenix is a is one of those unique ones where it's four different corners but then you've got things like martinsville which is 
definitely it's two hairpins in road talk, but it's two very different hairpins. Um, they look the same on paper, but when you actually go and race them, they're very, very different. One's almost full, not, not full throttle, but one's a lot faster than the other one. You go to things like um, Bristol, where then track awareness becomes even more vital because you've got high line, low line, mid line, and, and going in hard um, and, and getting that extra speed out of the, the banked corners and things like that is, is so important. There's, there's just so many little things, and they're so specific to each track. Um, but it's throttle control, steering wheel control, and fa- slow and fast out that I've picked up that I've brought across to my sort of skippy racing more than anything else. That was the eye opener, and yeah, just staying out of trouble. Like, yeah, I wish I wish there was more that we could take over to over racing because I really did not find <laughs> that it was all that easy. No, it would literally hop in, hop in the thing and think, okay, look, I'm I'm okay in a skippy, I'll be okay in this because you know it's turning left. And then you find yourself a second off the pace, which you know in a thirty second thirty second lap in a in a hundred twenty lap race, you're four laps down from the start, and you haven't even done anything. So, and all you look like you're doing the same thing as everyone else. Like you watch them, and and until someone physically tells you, no, no, you're you're you're, you're going in too fast, and then that's that's the like I'm just trying to go as fast as I can, but I'm actually going slower because I'm going in faster. Um, but I've heard that I've heard that a lot with with uh, road racers who watch the hot laps that get posted on on threads and everything each week, yeah. and people will say, "I'm doing the same things, I'm following the same <laughs> lines," and, and 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 you know, you look at it in detail. You might pull up some telemetry. Some VRS is really good for it, or you know, yeah. if you do MoTeC and all the rest of it, and you're not, you know, you you can yeah. see when you look at the the graphing of of inputs and what have you. You can see they're breaking harder or they're breaking later or they're whatever it is. You look at the mid-corner speed and, you know, even the line through the corner is different, the entry angle versus the exit and all that. And it's stuff, if you look at a, at a hot lap like that, you're just not going to see unless, you know, you get that objective view or, or yep. you you force an objective view upon yourself by looking at telemetry and really taking a good hard look at it. Um, but great to hear that you're you're learning that through both things right you've got an objective yeah. view on it you get also getting people coming in and helping you guide you through that which is a big part of a community like that as well yeah definitely that's what the thunder series were built for to, to, to train people up and, and obviously the the better they can make the oval races in that the better they, they come through to the cup series and and the better competitive racing because everyone it's the old adage of no one wants to win every single race unless they're battling for it every single race they prefer to have a battle than just to, to stomp it in so but I was watching like Tim Corn do it, and when we started in the trucks, I think it was, and you know he's oh you you're not going wide enough before you're turning in, and I'm like no, he's in the wall, and then I did a couple laps behind him, and literally he is just about hit the wall, but I think I'm about to hit the wall, but I'm probably half a car length off, and even that because you then you got to shoot, turn in sharper, which then obviously gets that the the you lose a grip on your wheel, or you got to slow down to get the corner, and that couple of k's an hour makes a huge difference over over the lap and yeah mate i talk about i talk about it when you look at a track and you break it down the most important corner on a track is typically the one before the longest straight well in an oval that's it pretty much every corner right every time two two and four right so yeah (laughs) it's it was definitely i I enjoyed it and um i learned a lot from it i hope i've learned a lot from it anyway i feel like i'm driving better in the skip now than than i ever have and 
I don't know. It's I feel like I'm paying more attention to to the mistakes. Like I'm driving more audio than visual now, if that makes sense. Like um, I'm listening for that rev point on the skip when I rather than cool, I'm braking. I'm putting my foot down. I'm not thinking. I'm at, I'm hearing the engine get to a certain rev, and I okay, I'm at the right spot now. I'm at the right speed. Or I went in too fast because my res were way too high then, so I'm still carrying more too much speed. Um, I'm listening for the the tires to to lose grip. Uh, so if the tires are squealing, I know I I need to make that corner difference so I can not lose that speed. And and that's the, the, with opening up the wheel when you're coming out of the corner. That's purely to get rid of that that tire screech out of my yeah, ears. So. Scrubbing if you're scrubbing the tires, you're washing off speed. So yeah, it's a good yeah. thing to keep an eye on. And getting getting to the point where it's more intuitive rather than you actually having to think about it. And I yeah. wrote that in. There was a, a post a little while back in the Aussie car, people asking, oh, how do you practice? And you, for road racing, at least for me, it's getting to that point where it becomes intuitive. Um, and then in a race, you're not thinking about it. That's all in the background. And what you're then thinking about is, okay, where do I need to be around this person in front of me or behind me? When am I going to have to pit? Doing some fuel calculations. You've got that extra capacity then to do all the other important stuff, which gets you ahead and gets you the, the win. Yeah, definitely. And I think I brought that up when you when you mentioned that a couple weeks ago because that's how I felt at Snedden. And I feel like this is like, okay, we're going to move on to Aussie car. Um, I've been practicing this week, which someone pointed out, uh, one of the Lockdown guys pointed out in the Discord, they've actually been in the official practice this week. And yeah, I've, I've got more time around that, that time of the day, which has been really good. And I'm like, okay, well... I can't use this computer I'm on. I can use the rig, so I may as well put some time in for practice. And it's now getting to that point where the first two nights, I just did a tank of fuel and hopped out. I, I had a, a target I was aiming for, two, 227, hit that consistently, no mistakes, and get out. And then tonight I hopped in with a whole different mindset, which was, okay, I've done 227s, fine. I can do that every day of the week, no problems at all. Everyone's doing 226s at their fastest. Where do I find that? extra second and I started hitting corners harder than I've ever hit and or I've trying different lines and all that kind of stuff so that I can change make those small changes which seem to work and try and put that into that consistent lap and I was, I was getting frustrated because I was spinning off and I'm crashing the car I hadn't crashed the car all week I'd hardly done any one x's and then tonight I was spinning here putting in the wall there and all that kind of stuff and but by the end of it I was throwing it into a few corners that I wasn't game to but once the grip's there i found an extra so off my optimal i very rarely do i get my optimal down um last tonight on the last lap i, I improved my optimal by 0.3 of a second um i stuffed up maggots beckets and that little left right left right left which killed my actual lap so i was about a second off what i should have been but i was still a 227.4 or 227.5 at that stage so um it was good to see. So putting everything together and a full week of practice now. Okay. So I know the first set of corners, the first sector, that's where I was losing all my time. No problems at all. Maggots, Beckett's and all that. I was also coming in to the second left hand or too narrow, which I was scrubbing off speed for that. I was doing a few corners at the wrong gear. Um, I was dropping down a gear just because I thought that's where it had to be. Cause I was going in a little bit too slow and then, couldn't get the oomph out um, and then made those few changes and they finally stuck in my head. And now I don't have to worry about that. That's just the natural line for me now. So, and it seems to be 
point three to point five of a second quicker, which is great. I'm happy with that. I just got to get it consistent, which will be what tomorrow is all about. So, yeah, that's it, mate. Now you can focus on staying on the track and and getting ahead. Yeah, well, it was so I jumped in last night, I think it was, and we had three or four of us on the track, and it just happened. Probably it was good coincidence anyway. So I was in the front. We had Ira behind me. We had um, Darren Tune, is it, behind him? Sean Doyle behind him. And we're all within like five seconds, six seconds of each other. So all I did, and we're all pretty much just going out on fresh tyres, probably one or two laps difference. And I sat there and watched the differential. So I put some time on Ira, just slightly on each lap. Um, Then... Darren, I was putting just slightly on him each lap. It was Sean that was slowly catching me, but I think over the space of a full tank of fuel, he only caught me by like a second, um, second and a half maybe over a full tank, over eight, ten laps, whatever it is, eight laps. Um, so that was what gave me a little bit of confidence when I got out of that and and all of a sudden instead of you know losing two, a second a lap or losing five seconds in the first two laps and then you know, being on pace then, I actually held him off. So that was that was fairly good. How are you finding, AJ? I saw you in practice tonight. How are you finding Silverstone? Uh, yeah, good. I, I really like the track. Um, get a little bit confused with the new first sector and the old first sector. I did forget yes. at one point which first corner I was on. Um, thankfully, they're both quite quick so and a lot of runoff. But uh, it's a good track. It's, it's going to be interesting. There's lots of different lines you can take potentially because it's so wide uh, and the skip is so narrow. So it's going to be very interesting. I, I don't know if I've done a race here in the skippy, um, but it's going to be very interesting because it's super fast. Um, there's lots of corners where you're going to have people getting a good toe um, and, you know, challenging you through a lot of very fast corners. I had a little bit of a practice there with Russell. Um, he was trying to put it up um, the inside of the old turn one, Cops. Um, yep. And, and you know, there's a lot of corners that are going to command a lot of respect from both drivers um, not to have an accident. Yeah, so how you thought, like, what really surprised me was, okay, it's a two-and-a-half-minute lap. It's 30-odd degrees in this thing. I felt still slidey after about two or three laps into this thing. I think it didn't feel confident on grip until about four laps in. Was that how you sort of found it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a big uh, speed differential lap time-wise. Um, and even past three or four laps, if you get your uh, entry wrong, if you set the corner up wrong, there's a lot of really high-speed corners. Like, um, again... Uh, I think it was cops. Uh, if mm. you just hit the apex a little bit wrong and maybe take it a little bit too aggressive, then that can upset the car and it spits you off to the outside to a one X or worse, a spin. Like uh, there's a lot of corners where that can happen. So um, yeah, uh, I think for me, it's just all about that car control and practicing that and then um, getting to that point where it's it's natural to catch it and you know you, you sort of know what to expect wherever you are on the track and how to catch it. But definitely, if you are sliding, you're slowing yourself down big time. Well, the other thing about Silverstone, right, it's an old airport, so there's no yeah. camber no camber anywhere. It's a bit like, a bit like <laughs> Sebring, so it's it's flat as the proverbial, right? So um, that's the other factor. I did some laps there on, I'm going to say, Sunday, 
just to because I knew I wouldn't necessarily have a lot of time this week. And that that f- new section, the f- particularly the first sector that you were talking about, AJ, it's oh, it's just really awkward and and uncomfortable. Which is, you know that has its merits on on its day. I uh, love the maggots and beckets that that front the the original straight and then the the old turn one that's brilliant as well. And you come down the hangar straight, great. And the, even the final sector uh, has some of the character of the uh, of the old circuit, which I really like. And um, I, I think the last two corners, as you come out of the final chicane, have a nice flow to them when you get it right, and that yeah. nice little little bump on the outside that keeps you honest too. Yeah, the um, I've definitely damaged my wheel on that inside turn of that last or second last corner. Um, it's a it's a, a meatball whenever you hit that, well uh, at all I reckon. Um, but it, it's it's not as unforgiving as what the old section was. Uh, that section I think that's where I was actually founding a lot of my time by going through it a lot faster than I thought I could, because I was used to the old section where I thought, oh yeah, no, it's it definitely it's a got to respect this corner a bit more than you you, you need to and you know, just so you get that good exit, but it seemed to be a lot more flowy than than what it was. Um, that that left-hander at the start of it comes up a lot quicker than you think as well because it's so wide. It feels like it's 50 metres wide, so the 100-metre marker is actually probably only 50-metre marker. Um, but it's good because I think the ripple strips too give you there, – there's, nice, there's, there's a lot of good breaking markers on, on Silverstone um, where we didn't have that at sort of Donington, a lot, lot of blind stuff at Donington, a lot of, you know – Turning in at, at, at and hoping you're at the right section, uh, right time, um, where, where I think Silverstone's bred for a bit more consistent racing. And, and the off, not the off tracks, but the track limits feel a lot better than the old version. Yeah, well, um, can I tell you, it invites you to test the limits of the track a lot more than it used to. Like turn one, for example, there guarantee you there's a lot more in that than you think yes. there is. Um, I haven't tested the limits through maggots beckett's and that there used to be a nasty slowdown there like a Mm -hmm. real nasty one i haven't tested that yet and similarly do you know where the nasty slowdown is there is if you go right uh, go wide on the left hand side of the exit yes uh, it's like a two and a half second slowdown just for going a little bit off that track that part of the track it is a very nasty one there there is also there used to be a a decent one at the end of the the right hander off the back of uh hanger straight so you run wide on exit you track out there used to be a nasty slowdown there as well i'll be dare i say testing those in uh in quality tomorrow night just to see where they are there's the the first sector slash going to the second sector where you go the the flip flop the right the the double the right then the left and then you go that sweeping left hander you can take a large chunk of that too. Um, I think I've almost got the outside right wheel onto the green stuff and still been okay, um, but I, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But yeah, there's a lot of lot of uh, time to make up there as well. So yeah, absolutely agree, mate. Like I said, tomorrow night. Haven't had much time during the week, but a bit on Sunday and then tomorrow night will be all over that. See what I can find. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Let us know. Um, I guess we got to talk about Aussie Car, but quickly, I, I did SNL um, Sunday night. Uh, kept the third split honest, but not much to report from there. I think it was a ninth in the end. Um, and one of those races, another frustratingly annoying experience, mid-Ohio, didn't qualify very well, had a 1X in the first lap and, and just was didn't feel confident in the second lap. So 
made a mistake, I think, towards the end too, which shaved off a second. Qualified like 12th or 15th or 12th out of 15, I think it was, or something like that. Behind Carl Withy, that was the annoying part. Anyway, um, got off to a very slow start, gave everyone some room, battled then too wide for the first lap with, um, I can't even remember who it was, but we were too wide basically the whole whole lap, then lost three seconds on the group in front, which was, was another annoying part to it. He, he then went off just at the end of the first lap. Um, I then, I should have given it up, but I just couldn't. I don't know why. Mentally on the first lap, I decided to, to fight for it. But it seemed to be whenever I let him pass, he'd make a mistake and he was there again. Um, and I just figured I'd get in front of him eventually, but didn't. Um, then caught back up finally to the group in front, which included Carl, snuck down the inside of Carl on turn one when another car who came up from behind me, which I think was Gianfranco, um, he'd had an off and come back, sit in car number three in the, in the third split and followed him and thought, oh, yeah, I'll just sit behind him. He'll drag me up to the other crew because then it was about six seconds down the track to the sort of sixth, seventh uh, crew, uh, big pack that was sitting in there. So we we circled around, inching closer to him, but I was I was interested because I'd get runs on Gian. I wouldn't take him, but then I'd be slower in the second section or faster in the second section or third sections than him. And I'd, he'd be holding me up and I'm like, I actually just want to get past you, but I'll, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to hold here. And then eventually he made a mistake and I did get past him and then, okay, I'll lead you around. It's all good. And and he was just holding with me, holding with me. And then he's dived down the inside of one of the corners or I made a mistake actually. And he got past me again. That's right. But we gained about four seconds, and then the field started coming to us by battling, and 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 a few people like Mark Jeffrey had an accident or, or an off, um, and then Francesco had a had a big off and came back on in front of us. Then those two started fighting, and I'm just sitting back going, "Well, I've got nowhere to go. I'm not going to get past both of them in one corner, so I'm pretty much stuck here." And then Francesco got ahead of us. Uh, I sat there behind John and just went, I'll, "I'll get him on the last lap. I know my move. I'll get on that first straight." Um, get on the outside, take it around the outside and then have the inside for the sweeping left and then sort of get it from there. Got a really good exit of turn two. Um, got right behind him, lined it up perfectly. Got, he moved the inside, which I knew he was going to do, which is going to compromise him. Got to the outside, came around the outside and Francesco's gone off the track and coming back on the track right where I am. So I had nothing to do but slow down, let Gian get in front. Those two then battled and I've got nowhere to go for the rest of the lap. So end up ninth with um, just because I battled on lap one, <laughs> had bad quality and then, yeah, couldn't couldn't get past him on the at the end. But anyway, it was a ninth. Mate, this, it was this, better than last. Yeah, well, there's so few opportunities and, and you, you're right. Can I, firstly, can I just say, I've been watching all season when you do your race recaps, your memory and your detail that you have in your <laughs> incredible. I think I've said it before. I can remember the first lap, maybe, maybe if something yeah. happened somewhere and then the, how we finished, that's about it anyway. But um, you're exactly right when it comes to mid or higher there, you, you focus there at the end on turn two and then down into turn four at the end of the big back straight because that's it. And if they're battling, great. Unless they crash, you got nothing, right? Yeah. So it's yeah, it's it's frustrating. But can I tell you that that track and the te- technical nature of it, the um, excuse me, the uh, uh, you know the racing there and the challenge that it represents, 
it it draws in some some of the really top guys as we saw. So you know, yeah, it's it's a unique challenge. Yeah, it's a unique challenge to people. It appeals to a lot of guys, but not as many as we think. <laughs> the the interesting part was I got out of it. I got a zero X, and so I was fairly fast and in that battle all the way around. No off tracks, no contacts, nothing. So I got out of it with a zero X, which I was pretty. That was I was that was one of my high, higher points of the night. So. Um, to be that quick. And I think I was only about three-tenths off the fastest lap of the race. And I was, I was just inching away at it. I'm like, I can get there, I can get there, but I couldn't quite get there in the end. And um, so, like I said, once again, I, I knew what pace I had. I just stuffed up the start and that's the end of it. And I was waiting for people to crash. I was like, everyone's going to crash at some stage. There's going to be a couple of big battles. I'm, I'm only, I think it was 18 seconds off the lead the whole way around. So, you know, there, there wasn't much room for error. If someone had an off, we were going to catch them, but no one. Had the off, so and yeah, mate, I can see you finishing ahead of Mr. Withy too, and yeah, in the points, the and part. he was out. Yeah, what's going on there? <laughs> he had a wing this week. He slowed him down. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he, poor poor Carl. He, he he tries his best, but at least I've got him on this. I might not have him on over, but I've got him on an inner skip. That's the main thing. So. Uh, let's talk about Donington because it happened last week, AJ. Uh, I want to hear Mikella's side of the story soon, but how did how did you go? Do you remember anything that happened last Thursday night? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Donington was uh, a pretty good round. A track that I like. I just didn't get to practice as much as I wanted. So um, where did I start? Maybe sixth or something like that, I'm feeling, um, around there. And then it was a matter of trying to just hang with the leaders for me. Um, you know, quick guys up front. Six. Look at that. Oh, there you go. So I can remember something. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, but yeah, you know, hanging with the leaders, just trying to learn the lines and everything and knowing um, that, you know, those guys are going to battle towards the end of the race as well. So I think I was about that two seconds uh, mark at one point, maybe. Um, just just trying to hang in. And um, and then, of course, they do start the battle. And, and I sort of pretended that I was... Um, you know, the front pack quality, but I, I sort of was up there and, and James was then back through again after his little mistake um, because I didn't feel like I deserved to be there. So I just didn't drive aggressively enough yeah. um, and, and because I wasn't around in and around it as well. So, um, yeah, just, just didn't have my racing game on in the first race. Um, but still, it was a good fourth place, and and that's all important now, right? Because we saw yeah. what happened to uh, who was it, Russell, and and a few others. Um, Russell you know, and McKellar. Yeah. Actually. So you know, a big a big mistake or a big accident, and it's really costly in the second one. Yeah, definitely. So I still don't know where I sit on the second on 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 the on the setup at the moment. Like it, it in theory, it's good. But yeah, there's a few things that are, are coming through at the moment, I guess. So, well, I could I could put my two cents in for uh, for that because it's probably going to be my only chance. But um, for me, uh, I don't like the points for open quality because I feel that it's too random. Like I like the idea of giving points for a closed quality because it is definitely like everyone's on equal terms and it's yeah. it's whoever's best in you know, whatever it is, whether it's one lap or whether you give people four laps, it's it's equal terms. Everyone's got the same chance to warm their tyres within the time restrictions. Um, you know, some people might be better than that uh, at that than others, but still, it's a learned thing. And if you do it the best and then you get the best time, I think you deserve a point. But when you're potentially, uh, you know, getting a bit of draft assists and not everyone might have the same opportunity for that, 
I I don't feel like we should have a bonus point. Um, yep. And and the other thing too is I would probably prefer like I don't mind having the um the the results from race one go into the quality for race two. That's you know it happens in real life. It's it's fine. It is what it is. Like everyone is probably going to have a bad round at some point. But um, but in a car where you know, it's it's again a big advantage to be in the session for twenty minutes. Um, again, it puts people out if they can't jump in straight away. Um, and you know, if that little bit of time leading up to the race is your practice, and then you don't get to reset and and okay, I've had my practice, and now everyone's on equal footing again for five minutes to do a quali. Um, then it also disadvantages you in that way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I, I haven't been as as sort of um, disrupted or I haven't felt as disrupted as, as a couple of other folk have been. Um, I come back to the thing that's the same for everyone. I mean, you talked, AJ, about it being, uh, you know, a, a closed session uh, and, you know, a few laps and tyre warming, that they're being learned skills. I think drafting is a learned skill potentially. I know you and I spent some time for round one mm. practising uh, and, you know, there wasn't a lot in it. Ultimately, the way the draft is with the skip at the moment, um, there is probably time to be made there, but that's a learned skill, as you say. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm ambivalent one way or the other. I think, um, again, we say that the, the, the grid being set for the second race is part of real-life racing. Open qualities are part of real-life racing as well. So um, for mine... I'm either way. I'm good with either, to be honest, and and I think uh, everyone starts at the, at the relatively speaking the same opportunity to to do well, and um, you know, as long as it's fair for everyone, I'm good. I, I think at the end of the day, we've had two rounds, and and the first round didn't really count in that because we didn't do it that way anyway. So, um, like we still did open quality in the first one, but the second one then was the the one shot or four shot qualifying again. So it's sort of we have. I, we need more exposure to it to really get a, a yes or no. I, I can see Ira pulling it for for start of next season, but I can also see him if like the next four races are four rounds are good, then you know could change the tune. We've, we've really only had that one practice at it, so yeah, I yeah. haven't seen it. I haven't seen it being an issue yet either. So. No. I mean, I got two bowls in the first round, so I can't complain too much. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't you start complaining because then I'm going to get real mad. Um, yeah. If we had Braden here, he'd be already mad. But anyway, uh, so McKellar, where do, where do you want to start? Oh, race one. I want right. to talk about race two, but I, we obviously <laughs> have to talk about race one. Uh, race one, easy. Uh, what do I get? Qualified second, finished third. There you go. That was good. Um, you're right. Second, uh, second race is where it all happened. I, I had a shocker. Um, the, so the what racing. happened with Chasty and and the, and the off track now? Oh, nothing, mate. That's that's all. You just me. went too wide because that's what it yeah, looked like. Yeah, you yeah. went too wide, yeah. but then I'm like, we talked about this last week in the podcast where Chasty's being more aggressive. Is Chasty no, on the inside? No, 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 <laughs> yeah, no. it was. No. It calmed him down this week. It was totally different. Hey, yeah, well, no, I don't think so. I think he was yeah. racy. Yeah, first first race, and I, I know you were a bit behind uh, AJ and that, but in the in the first race, he was still. Going for those uh, those gaps that he hasn't been going for for the past couple of seasons. Again, no no criticism there. If the gaps there, go for it. I mean, it, it just means that, for example, now I'm I may not leave the gap if that makes sense. I might drive yeah. some more defensive lines because um 
he's he's harder to pass. I, I'm a big believer, even with the draft and the skip, although it's nerfed a little bit these days, I'm always a fan of being the car in front versus the car that has to make the overtake. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, I in my head, I'll probably drive a bit more defensively now as a result, and that might be at the expense of the cars in front of us getting away. But second race, um, yeah, the it was really uh, tight racing at the front, uh, good racing uh, in the early stages. Um, I... He didn't push me any any wider. I misjudged, and and I was lucky I didn't take out half the field. To be honest, because I didn't have much control. I tried, yeah. but um, I was lucky that it that it uh, snap oversteered out and set it in. Um, after that, uh, what happened? Oh, there was the incident. Um, Leon ran out the rear of you. No, it was it was before that. It was I think. It was oh Dennis yeah, Dennis Hancock. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Dennis Hancock copped a penalty over that one. One thing I was about in that. Steward room when that like I spent full disclosure I spent the whole time in the steward room after my race two races because I wanted to check some things but yeah yeah I look I, when we used to do the Australasian super skips I used to help Simon run that a little bit and they got me on the stewards panel for that I I hated I hated it because yeah. I, I seemed I seemed to have a different perspective to folks to to most people in fact and it's just maybe I view it through a different lens or whatever. And it's and it's very hard to be objective when when you are involved. So, I, and I was thinking about it afterwards. I knew we were going to talk about stuff, and I thought, oh look, I just don't want to be that guy either, right? Uh, just because I saw it one way doesn't mean that I'm right, you know. Uh, yeah. And I and I'm still seeking to learn from it. In my and and it's why I didn't go in, and I don't tend to go into the stewards' room afterwards because, um, yeah, I mean, I talked to. Ben and AJ, they both thought that the penalty was probably fair. Um, and it's funny how often I see things. I see a lot of things very similar to, to Ben when it comes to racing stuff, but my own incidents, whatever it is, I just, so I just don't. How did you see it? Can we talk okay. about that or not? Yeah, yeah, of course. So you're coming down the hill, uh, one, two, turn three, the left-hander coming down towards the, the old hairpin. Um, the line... The racing line, I'm going to argue, is over the blue and white curbing, right? Uh, so if you cut it too much, there's a there's a decent slowdown there, but that's if you clip the grass. Otherwise, in my view, the racing line's on the blue and white curbing. Um, Dennis, uh, and there's a white painted line um, on the inside of the track. You know, you've got a white painted line on the yeah. outside of the track everywhere, right? So looking at the replay, Dennis... I don't know that he kissed the white line, let alone took the the curbing. So yeah. I left I left enough I left oh, three quarters of the car width to what I think of as the apex, and yeah. um, so you know that my view was that there that he probably didn't make the apex right. Um, yeah. But um, having said that, again, uh, my view is probably not. Objective, and I do apologise for Dennis because it's not a great way to end a race, right? Either way, the incident could I have left more room? Yes. Could he have taken more on the inside? Yes. Is he obliged to? No. And and talking to Ben after the race too, he was saying, oh, he all the other cars did that as well, and I said they're saying, well, if everyone jumps off the hub bridge, it doesn't make a right, right? You know. So yeah. again, uh, again, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be complaining about it, and I, I cop it. Um, did I agree with it? No, but it, again, it doesn't make me right. So, you know, it is what it is. And again, I apologise to, to Dennis. I, I had no intention of taking him out there. And 
I you know. I just like hearing multiple sides of it because like um what happened in race one was the reason I was in the steward room because um Sean McKenzie called out race control after I hit him in the rear and you know I think the end of the day it's it's contact in the rear is only seen as one way in in Aussie car no matter what um, yeah absolutely so that's what it comes down to I had a very different idea of what actually happened in mine uh, last lap fighting for for position cars behind cars in front going into the final chicane before Melbourne Hairpin or yeah, Melbourne Hairpin and um Sean's taken the inside line into the into the chicane and I'm on the outside and I'm like okay well he's not he's compromised himself here I've, all I've got to do is stay close enough behind him come out and I've got him down at the at the hairpin and we're fine like I've got this position and he when I've looked at it in super slow motion the tail kicked out a little bit mid 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 thing which then slowed him down a little bit more than what I thought I've jumped on the anchors and my nose has hit his front uh, rear left tire which has given him a bump obviously then exacerbated what had happened but see this is me looking at the super slow-mo from the front nose camera trying to get as many angles but at the end of the day I just misjudged how much he was going to be compromised going into the the chicane he was still compromised he took a very bad line into it when he didn't need to I'd given him room to come back over uh he was just being super defensive so I gave him a touch. I lost speed out of it. I lost a position out of it. He lost a position out of it. Um, I didn't mean to go that close to him, so it was my mistake in the end. But because I didn't overtake him, I didn't get a penalty. Um, yeah, it's it's tough, man. It's so there's so much context. There's so much. Well, I'm not going to say there's so much subjectivity in it, um, unless you're part of the incident, right? Then it's very yeah. difficult to remain objective. You know, I was applying the theory. I got a penalty uh, at Watkins Glen at the first. I think I did a three race of one season at one point at Watkins Glen and I was battling with Cam Dance for the for the lead and um, I got a penalty because uh, it was said that I didn't make the apex and we made contact. We were side by side. Yeah, um, yeah. So I thought, oh, well, you know, yes, I was not alongside Dennis. It was my front left into his rear right, but I, in my view, didn't make the, it didn't make the apex. Having said that, again, you couldn't pay me. I don't know what they pay the twenty four seven guys, but you couldn't pay, you couldn't pay me enough no. to be a steward. Honestly, I I, I don't know. I, I I genuinely believe I just and it's all incidents typically. I just yeah. see them see them differently, and I don't think I have the experience to have any authority on it. To be honest, yeah. so I, you know, I'll cop it and I'll cop it every day of the week. Yeah, well, that was, that was what um, Buzzer in my stream like said that when he uh, when he watched it live happen, he's like. How's he calling race control on you? He's fully checked up on you mid-corner. And, you know, with no brake lights, that, that, that's a huge issue in a skip. But it was just because he was more compromised than what he what I thought he was going to be. That, that was all it came down to. And then uh, the other incident I didn't call it over the radio was race two. I was coming around trying to catch up from all the mistakes I made and going past pit exit and someone's pulled out on racing line i've then moved to the inside and as i've moved to the inside i've probably missed the braking marker by more than I, I i would like but i was definitely on the inside i was i'd lost it but i was going to get past and i wasn't going to make the apex but i was still going to probably stay on the track but the person who pulled out on racing line decided to then take the racing line uh and hit the apex and i was sitting there right on the apex and um uh going about 50 to 80 k's an hour quicker than than they were and that was the end of me um so yeah that was that was i didn't 
I was angry. I didn't say anything to go to the radio. I just let it go. And then went well, off in the steward's room and just said, can you just check this one for me? And, um, yeah. yeah so. That's how you do it, man. Like, I oh, I think I've said before, I, I've actually moved my push-to-talk button into onto a button that's a bit harder to reach, so it's there if I need it, but it's hard to get it when I, when <laughs> yeah. I don't need it, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, third one for me uh, was, was contact. Uh, was it... Um, Liam, Leon it was Liam, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And uh, honestly, I, I again, I said to him, don't even stress about it, mate. We all make mistakes. And that's all it was. It was a mistake. There was no intent there. He was nah. probably a, a car length and a half back, and he just missed his breaker on the inside. He left me the room to go, and he just had one of those momentary lapses, and, and you know, yeah. that happens you, as well. He felt super bad. Yeah, you've oh, got to remember yeah. that there's a human being in the other car and yeah. no one's professionals, and that yeah. reminds me of uh, Imola. And that pit exit, right? Yeah. And, and like that was terrible. Oh, yeah. That was terrible. But I just, you, you just got to accept that uh, uh, sometimes it's just going to happen, right? And, yeah, mistakes and, happen. And the other guy feel, feels terrible. And then, um, you know, it, but we've all done it probably at one point as well. So, yeah. Yep. So, I want that guy, I want that guy coming back too. I, I, yeah, exactly. I want to. I want to see people on the track enjoying themselves. And he was genuinely upset and and, and apologetic about it in the Discord yeah. straight away. Like he knew how yeah. bad it, it made everyone else feel and how bad it was making him feel. And he, he let people know. I have not received a word from the person who did it to me. Uh, so therefore, <laughs> we'll just move on from that. Um, anyway, so that was that was my experience. I just it was one of those weeks of every time I pushed, I hadn't had enough practice just had not had enough practice so when i was pushing the limits of the track i was pushing them too far and i'd get a wheel off here a wheel off there and you know in donnington when you're flying really fast around corners and a wheel off you're sideways but i was really happy with the fact that i was actually counter steering and, and letting the and, and holding a loose handle on the steering wheel so that it would steer itself back in and keeping the throttle down when i had to and didn't really spin it completely just you know got a few parts where i went a little bit off track than what i should have been um, lost a few spots, but then gained it back and, and just back and forth. And that's what frustrated me about the second race that I'd, I'd pushed myself that far back, but I was actually finding pace and, and was going to get that extra little kick from going a bit longer than everyone. But in hindsight, I should have gone in early. So I'd avoid the whole field coming out on me at, at turn one. So anyway, off it is what it is. Yeah, that's it, mate. And one one final word on the, on the stewards. I, I, again, I was thinking about it during the week, and I knew we'd have a conversation like this. And 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 the thing is, you know, uh, again, with all with all respect for him, I, I don't want to challenge the decision. And I recognise that this is a platform that not everyone gets. So yeah. I don't want that to be taken out of context as criticism either, because um, I, I respect the decision entirely. And, and it's again, uh, my my view is not the right one. Um, so yeah. and I, I fully accept that as well. Yeah, that's no, fair. Thank you for talking about it because, like I said, there was a few things that I was, I was, I was keen to get your your impression. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a good chat." Um, <laughs> it was a good one. So, but AJ, AJ was out there too, and, and bloody dominating the world as usual. <laughs> yeah, well, AJ's season to lose again, isn't it? He's anyway, the bloody quietest achiever you've ever seen. Ridiculous. No one talks about him. He just goes through <laughs> winning championships, and off he goes. Yeah, that's it. Uh, let's move into the news and results. Like I said, Brewster Coffee, go check them out. If you need a coffee, go check it out. That is a good place to find a place close to you that's got good coffee, especially now we're all allowed to go out in the world, uh, especially if you're going to start doing international travel again. You never know where you'll find yourself needing a coffee. And also CD Symptography, uh, the, the 
pro. He's an absolute pro and he's doing it really well with the videos and the photography. But like I said, you don't have to go buy a package off him or anything like that. We're not, not advocating for that. You will get good value out of it, but definitely just go like his stuff and share his stuff on Facebook. It helps out so much. And, you know, if I was doing posts still on Facebook, that's that's what I'd ask you to do for me, but do it for him. Do it for, for uh, Clayton Davies. He's a really good bloke. So uh, let's get into, no, news. Yes, that's what we are. There's not much news. We're really stretching this week. So I want to congratulate first off SNL, uh, the, the biggest ever strength of field for Sunday Night Lights. But what else was it, Alex McKellar? Yeah, confirmed. I wrote to iRacing uh, on Monday, and uh, to, just just a word of uh, uh, of you know praise that little chat box that they have on the website. You know, the little blue circle on the yeah. bottom of the, with the bot. Someone actually answered that, do they? Mate, I, I tell you, I've used it twice. Once I used it just, and someone spoke to me live, and it was they were incredibly responsive and very helpful. Wow. This one, this one, I'd used it. Because I was thinking, oh, how do I sort of get in touch with them about this? And and so I did it, and that was after hours um, when I lodged it. Uh, yeah. I just said, hey, we've had this really big strength of field. Can you, you know, check how that goes in the ranking of all time sort of thing? I wake up in the morning, got an email response. Yeah, our, d- our database administrator has gone through and checked, and this one's this, and this one. Turns out, uh, officially, the highest ever strength of field for any skippy race in the history of iRacing. So. That's <laughs> Mate, I'm stoked. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm so pleased um, and really chuffed at, like I said, even in the post-COVID, you know, downturn with regards to participation, we still hold enough interest for people to come along and support the race. And at, you know, 50, nearly 5,600, um, it's dominant. And, and, you know, the other race at Laguna Seca is in the top five all time as well. So, wow. you know, really, really stoked that this thing that we do um, – you know, I talk about it week after week, the folks in the second split, the third split, the fourth split that come back, you know, the Mark Jeffries of the world who on more than one occasion have come and said to me, this is my F1 on a Sunday night. I build up to it. I come in pumped. And it doesn't matter that he's in the third split, right? No. He's still pumped to be there and he gets that that experience. And that for me is what it's all about. We're driving a sim, yes, it's all about the experience, though, the race day experience. And if people can get that from that, um, I'm really stoked. We had people coming out of the, out of the woodwork to come and race or to just sit and chat or whatever. You know, Benny couldn't race. He's in the chat saying, oh, 5,500, that's awesome. You know, congratulations <laughs> on the forums and all that. They're like, it's great, you know. Yeah. And the likes of um, former uh, Mr. Skippy, Ian Bevan, who came back after many seasons, he, was, uh, he used to commentate SNL and the – when they used to have an Australian uh, Skippy series before that predated Super Skips and everything like that, used to be a bit of commentary and all the rest of it. Couldn't he had forty four hundred I rating? Couldn't could make the in. top. Couldn't make the top split. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mister Skippy. So, yeah, it was crazy. It was a great night and a, and it was a great race too. So really enjoyed it and uh, thank everyone for the ongoing support. It is is genuinely very much appreciated. When are we getting AJ in there? That's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a very long time since I've done SNL, and I think the pack's gotten away from me now. I'd, I'd have to do a lot of farming to get anywhere close to the top split. Yeah, maybe, mate. I reckon once you do, though, you're in. I mean, look at Ben uh, as well, you know. I mean, we raced pretty close with Ben week on, week out. He cracked it for a top split at Road Atlanta. He won the warm-up race, which was well over 4K from memory, and I think he got second in the main race. Yeah, that's right. So, you know. and There's... there's um. It, 
yeah, it's an interesting thing, official. I, I wonder how many people out there on iRacing are like me and, and perhaps do a, a fair bit of league racing, but not so much official racing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for me, it's the it's it's the not knowing the people. That's what pro- probably keeps yeah. me out of officials rather than I'm not too worried about iRating, but it's just knowing the people around me. Um, but, you know, to, to SNL's credit, it's got that return customer coming back all the time so essentially it's becoming like its own little league in a way on a on a um it sunday is, night yeah. it is if i look at the list of entrants for this week there's one guy that i've never seen before out of the 16 cars on the track so everyone else there is um you know a regular if not part-time snl driver they're all in there there's one dude so you get to know him yeah, no, the, it, and it's a good thing, like, first split, second split, third split, fourth split, you're generally around the same people. Um, like, I can rattle off, when I go in, I can rattle off at least six or seven, and I've been doing it for, like, seven or eight rounds now. Um, yep. I can rattle off seven, six or seven or eight people, and I know when I need to look out for them. But I definitely do race differently in SNL than I do in something like Aussie Car because, yeah, you don't have that confidence. You don't, you know, you you, you don't know what that person like behind Dion Franco this week, I was just like, cool. I don't want to go past him because I know I've seen him already go off once and I've seen him make a few mistakes here and and I've seen him dive bomb. I'm not dive bombing, but he, he definitely was making the pass where he could have just sat behind it and watched it go. But it's a, it's definitely that thing. But it's it's something you've got to – like it's, a, it's another experience that helps me in Aussie car, I think, anyway. So putting the car in the right position that – and I think that's where my next step is, is to put in car in more defensive position but staying fast around it, and that's what I've got to learn from SNL. So. Yeah, mate. And look, again, going back to the community, I was just looking at the, the splits there. There's five guys in the second split that I don't know as regulars, and there's close to 10 in the third split that I know as regulars. So. Yeah. So you're saying I can't use that as an excuse? No, no, no. (laughs) I'm piling on, AJ. Get in there. (laughs) But also, because you don't do leagues and you're actually you're batting above your average, you you you'll actually start smashing the the splits you go into as well. Which yeah, you know that's it's one of those frustrating things of of it's a double edged sword. Okay, so you go into a race thinking, okay, I'm better than these guys, and and you do you you enjoy the race because you are better than these guys, or you go into the race and you you know you're better than these guys and you stuff up and yeah, frustrating races like I'd have. So, um, but generally, you, like they're pretty, pretty good tight fields is what I'm finding. It's not like mm. the racing on a Sunday. Oh, sorry, a, a Wednesday afternoon, and there's a, a 1700 split, which is cool. I'm a 1700 driver. That's excellent. But it ranges from 5,000 down to 500 in the one split, where then you don't know what's going to happen <laughs> at any corner. So. Yeah, that's it's, right, Matt. It's good. No, so full pump, and, and again, thank you to everyone who turns out week on, week out, uh, week in, week out. And, and like I said, this is so far our, our biggest and best season yet. We're in season twenty-five, forty-eight hundred average strength of field, mate. Over the moon. Yeah, definitely. Well done. Now, speaking of well done, you guys made the bottom ten this <laughs> yeah. video this time as well. <laughs> yeah, not, not the first time, I don't think, either. iRacing's, you know, not the top 10 video. It got, harps back to Hungaro, or not Hungaroring, uh, it was, um, what's the other track? Uh, Hockenheim. Hockenheim. Yeah, uh, yeah. last lap, Julian O'Frey, Corey yes. Lean, and, uh, oh, who was the third one? I forgot. Julian O'Frey? Julian O'Frey, Corey Lean, and there was one other, hang on, I might even 
be able to see it if I check yeah, out I the. I'm trying to the go off the name. Uh, it was Nick, Nick Vaughan Roberts, I think it was. Okay. And um, they come together with the hairpin. So many off tracks that both uh, Corey and Nick uh, disappear. And, uh, and they DQ'd at the same time, and Julian drives off and wins the race. You know, like it was pretty Perfect. funny when you think about it. Yeah, well, it was funny when you think about it. And I called it at the night. It's a shame they didn't show when I went back and had a look at a replay because the classic callers are go doink. Doink. They're both gone. Yeah. You know, it was the double <laughs> the double <laughs> doink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but nice, nice to get that. Um the last time we were in there, we were actually in for the top ten. Uh from memory, there was a there was a brilliant race at Alton Park where the racing at the front was sort of too wide, too deep for the for pretty much a whole lap yeah. um at Alton and it was brilliant. So look, getting that visibility and, and it's a nice thing that I racing do to actually support the community, a lot of it's Twitch stuff and or yeah. there's a few broadcast things in there and good it's, on them for doing it. It's interesting how many broadcasts make it in there. Like I'm sitting there at, like at the end of, by the end of it going, okay, well, most of these were actually like, you know, there was a few that were just, you know, no audio, just, you know, showing what happened and it was, they were hilarious or, or a stream, but majority of them were actually broadcasts and broadcasts I've never heard of, obviously, because a lot of them were American and stuff like that. But good on everyone who's actually out there doing it more than ever now i think uh i think there's more broadcasters now than what this has been in ever and the numbers are dwindling so the fact that the broadcasters are going up is is what aj was talking about before i think there's far more people where you see the numbers are dropping in officials i think you'll find the leagues are probably staying steady if not growing and i yep. think that's where everyone's yep. sort of feeding into and that's that's a problem for iRacing but it's not a bad problem it's it's a visibility problem where okay cool when you hop on what am I going to race oh okay there's no races that are actually going official so I rating becomes a problem, but leagues leagues are like yeah cool we're we're having it as good as we've ever had it so yeah people like to race with people they know consistently you look at our group on a Thursday night we talked about the the different non-verbal conversation that's going on at the front yeah. at the moment but typically we know a lot about how people go and it's. You know, it's. I think it's actually good that you know, for example, James is mixing it up because otherwise, you know, it's like reading a book and knowing how it finishes sometimes. Yep. You know, so it's good. Yeah, it's good. So on to the final bit of news: Black Friday sales have started already, which is a nightmare for me uh, because Australia Post is about to be stupidly busy. Uh, but it's good for you if you want to bargain on uh, iRacing credits. So if you haven't already, top up for as long as you can at 25% off. It's as cheap as you're ever going to get the subscription. If you are a new person, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast and you're a new person, you get 50% off your, your your first join for as long as you want. I think I had two years, a year and a half, last was one before I topped up for three years at 25% off because why not? Um, it just That's means a commitment. I don't have to... Yeah, well, I don't have to think about it then. I've already paid for it at 25% off. It was a, a bad, I thought it was 50% off at that stage, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm just wishing. It was It was super cheap, though, whatever it was. So. You're, you're nearly speculating on the market then. What's what's going to happen in a year or two with the US dollars going not, up or down? This is a good time. I'm not smart with my money. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter to me. That's too much That's too much thought process. I'm like, I had money. They wanted money. They wanted less money than what they they normally do, so I went, okay, here's my money that I have for for the less money that you really want. So that's it was a deal yeah. for me. It all um, works right. That's it. Eventually, at some stage, I'll either be quit i racing forever, and then they'll ask for more more money, and I'll say no, or I'll they'll finally ask me for money. I'll go, okay, cool, yeah, no problems. Let's wait for this Black Friday sale and still do all again. So, um, but yeah, definitely get in if you're keen. If you um 
yeah, if you're ready to hang around, which you should be. I think it's it's very exciting times. And like I was we're talking about before the podcast, we're in week eight. Week 12, we've got five weeks basically left of the 2021 season. There's going to be fresh content coming, like significant, you would think, for a, a, you know, a new year. We haven't heard anything yet. We know rain's coming eventually. We know, you know, there's more cars, there's more tracks, there's Aussie tracks floating around. There's so much coming we don't even know about just yet. So it's it's really an interesting time because like even last season and the season before, they, they really teased stuff early and, and, and we knew what we were getting early. This time for this whole new update, it's like, well, do they not, are they not sure what's going to make it or are they just really being tight-lipped? I don't know. You expect the news section to blow out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, um, time will tell. Time will tell. What are they going to drop? Who, who knows? Will we get rain? Yes or no? Oh, I kind of hope not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not looking forward to it as much as some people that I think. I, I can't wait for it, but I think my graphics card um, can. Oh, yeah, there's that, that too. Yeah, see, yeah, I think I talked about it the other week. I talked about it again during the week in um, uh, in the Discord. I, I just want DLSS so I can up my graphics and not have to kill my computer to do so. But um, yeah, yeah, mate, I was I, I was thinking of because I'm I'm pretty much out of the Aussie Car title now. I was thinking about um, starting a stream for the rest of the season. I chucked on the goggles last night and set it all up, and I was doing it nerve because I was on there and. Uh, I don't. I've, I know I've done it before. I've streamed in, in VR, but I, I don't think I was getting double-digit frames by the end of the yeah. end, you know. And so, and I know Nurburg GP is a, a pretty. Uh, it's not a very well optimized track. I remember when it came out. I'm pretty sure they they have the Nordschleifer and the Nurburg ring. Um, when you load in, you get the full box of dice, whether yeah, you use it yeah. or not. So it's pretty resource intensive. But yeah. well, I um, think from yeah. memory, I, I could only get about 40, 45 frames on my triples back when we did Aussie Car, which maybe it was 60 during the race. Maybe even got down as low as 30, um, but I don't usually get that on. on yeah, well, I, I, I turned the streaming stuff off and it went straight back to the 90. So, I, yeah. Sounds I, like your CPU is probably, no? Nah, nah. Graphics it's a, card. 5900x so it's okay, it's, yeah. it's okay so the street yeah look yeah. we'll wait and see we'll wait and see i thought but, it was uh, my cpu and then i looked at my cpu and my cpu's like i'm a 50 percent mate i can go i can go anywhere you want me to but it's this 20 20 2070 uh 2080 is um is holding you back so hmm. yeah can't so buy look, a graphic card at the moment <laughs> they're too expensive <laughs> um, get one yeah, well, you just yeah. For me, it, I think it's just the Nurburgring. So maybe I'll yeah. have a squeeze early on uh, tomorrow night. But it, actually, I don't think I'll waste my quality time. I'll just get on a drive and see about next week. Yeah, that no, sounds good. Let's move into the results section. We only have the three to bring you this week. Don't forget to jump in our Discord. That's what was brought to you this week by LockedOnLads.com/discord. When I'm finished building my business website. I will revamp the Locked On Lads website. I promise you that right now, but don't hold your breath. It will happen though. Uh, so let's go to the results. I'm going to start with Carl Withy. Let's going to go straight into Oz Ann's car. He's got a bit of a wrap up. So let's take it away, Carl. Thanks, chaps, and hello, everyone, and as ever, welcome to the Anne's Car Wrap-Up. I am, as ever, Carl Withy, and tonight we start with the penultimate round of the Truck Series. 
For round 11 we headed to Charlotte Motor Speedway and saw a Mitch Masterclass in action. Martin and Danny G lined up on the front row for the start of the race with a 40 strong field with such a high amount of trucks on a tricky track we saw a couple of cautions early on which thinned out the herd down to 30 cars by mid-race including myself. This allowed the pack to pick their pit stops under yellow and after 23 laps of caution were completed we saw some classic green flag racing but it was the ever strong Jason Martin who would take victory from pole position although it had not been as easy as that as he had lost a lead seven times throughout the race after gaining it back on the eighth time he managed to take the win. His teammate Josh Micklemore would come home second, seventh thousandth of a second behind Martin, with a charging Douglas third, eighth thousandth of a second behind the leader. A very close finish indeed. Maddie Ray finished in fourth, making up 31 spots, with Wellman in fifth. After 11 rounds of the championship, it looks like this. Martin leads with 45 points ahead of Raymond. Third is Douglas, 49 points behind. Fifth is Martin, 55 points down. Uh, sorry, fifth is Micklemore, 55 points down. Sixth is Dyson, 66 down. Seventh is Danny G, 71 down. Eighth, Schultz, 90, 104 down. Ninth is Curtis and Williams, 106 down. With two drop rounds to be applied, anyone can take it. Uh, can anyone take it from Martin? I don't know in all honesty. I think it's going to be very hard to do indeed. We will find out next week at the final race of the tra trucks at the Lucas Oil Raceway in Indianapolis. Next up, we head to the final round of the Thunder Series for the Xfinity cars at the all-new Phoenix Motor Speedway. Championship leader Gallagher would take pole position with Carol Walden on his outside and championship rival in P3 with Foster. We saw 22 cars covered by less than a second, so the race was going to be a close one. A couple of early cautions would see a few drivers roll the dice on lap 15, but the big win came on lap 56, allowing the field to pit for fuel and tyres. It was Dave Douglas who won the race off pit lane, and his pit crew proved their worth, setting him to the lead of the race, allowing Douglas to control the race, and meaning that the 199 could drive down the all-new victory lane. But behind him we saw more cautions, as an aggression rose throughout all the field. Drivers were starting to make some different moves. Foster made it home in P2, with Gallagher coming home third to secure his second Thunder Championship in a row. Fourth was Matty Ray, fifth was Brenton West, another strong night for Mr West. So this means the championship looks like this. Hamish Gallagher of Mitch Motorsport taking home his second title for the year for the Xfinity Series. Second is Foster, third Raymond, fourth Douglas, fifth Micklemore, sixth Brenton West, seventh Wellman, eighth Carol Walden, ninth Williams and tenth Matty Hunter. In the Locked On Lucky, it is Tim Corn who came home a strong P15 with Will Coton 21st in the race, but the championship saw Mr Peter, Pilter, Peter Wilco Wilkinson finishing a strong P16th, leading the Locked On charge ahead of Quant in 27th and Braden Martin in 39th. We hope to see the Locked On cars locking out the front row next season. Finally, we head to the second to last race for the chase, for the win, for the victory, for the cup, for the thing. This week it is was at Martinsville, where the cup drivers saw thunder last week and said, hold my beer, smokes and steering wheel, as we saw 15 cautions at the tricky paperclip. It was a real race of attrition, especially for those 
who lost track position. Up the front, it was Andrew Dyson who took pole position ahead of Foster in P2. Between Carnage, we saw some great racing at the front between Jane Russell, Andrew Dyson, and eventual winner Jake Maloney, the comeback kid himself. Behind was the Iron Curtain of Natari teammates Foster and Hedishid, who put up a defensive masterclass, keeping the Mitch cars behind them all race long. But the battle at the front raged. Russell would fall as the leaders kept out with no tyre stops, losing the rear of his car. This meant that Dyson had to defend against Maloney, who timed a beautiful bump and run to take the lead and victory over the man Andrew Dyson himself in second. Foster came home a strong third, Hedersheed fourth, and Micklemore fifth. This means the chase goes down to the wire, with Foster leading Gallagher by 20 points, Martin and Micklemore needing a miracle to take the title, with 31 and 32 points down respectively. Will Mitch rise like a phoenix? Or will we see Foster taking home his second cup title in a row? We will see at, of course, Phoenix Motor Speedway next week. Head over to FGM Ecast at Ferguson Group Media for Thursday night and, of course, Monday night. Uh, or for replays and bits of the race, of course. Thursday for the final race of the cup. Make sure to join us uh, there because it's going to be a good one, I can assure you of that. And, of course, a huge thank you to Locked On Lads and Locked On iRacing, your place for all the best Aussie online action. Back to the lads in the studio. Thank you so much for that, Carl. I'm going to miss watching my race recaps and listening to you until next season anyway. Hopefully, uh, I can't wait. Hopefully, they put a couple of special events on because I really do want some practice. I want to get the, the new Cup Series car going. But thank you for all your effort you've done this season. We've got a little bit more to hear from you yet. But yeah, thank you for, for all the effort you've put in. Now... Let's go to Aussie Car. Let's see if this works. I've got a, I've got control of the spreadsheet this week. Um, obviously, we went to Donington. We talked about it before. Uh, we did have Open Quali. So at the end of Open Quali, we had um, young Ben Snell putting down the best time of the night. Even younger Alex McKellar in second, and James Chastanoff third, and Brody Cook fourth on the grid. Very good effort. Uh, head of head of the older Russell Clark and uh, Alex John and Jeremy Bush, a very good effort in seventh. Uh, Harrison Mitchell in eighth. Darren Tune in ninth. Neil Gardner, tenth. So the two newcomers there getting in the top ten is a really good effort. So that was how qualifying finished up. Uh, then the race uh, didn't change a huge amount. Ben Sell first and James Chastanoff second. Alex McKellar third. Alex John fourth. Uh, so the only real change there is you dropping down McKellar and James jumping up and uh, John Alex John coming up a couple spots there, but well done to all those. Shout out to, once again, uh, Jeremy Bush uh, getting a top 10 there with uh, an 8, Neil Gardner, and Daniel Stubbs racking out the top 10 there as well. So 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th, well done. Oh, can I just interrupt? Sean Doyle up seven spots to finish fifth. That's a decent drive. Very good effort as well. I was just about to get to that, hopefully. Oh, I sorry, mate. That. And we go, Jamie Willett's up 12 spots. The little bugger got me right at the end. He was the person who snuck by when me and Sean McKenzie had a little bit of a run in. So I helped with two of those 12 spots that he got, 29th to 17th. Uh, Matthew Harriet, very good drive. Uh, another SNL regular there, coming from 22nd to 15th. As you said, Sean Doyle, 12th to 5th. Very, very good job as well. Sean McKenzie, without my best efforts, uh, despite my best efforts, 24th to 18th. Uh, six spots up there. And, and that's the biggest move is 
Uh, the pole position obviously went to Ben Snell. We talked about it before, but James Chastanoff, the fastest lap of the race. Well done. Uh, locked on lad representing there, even though we couldn't get the top honour. Um, race two started obviously the same as race one finished. Uh, however, a little bit of a different finish. Not much. Ben Snell first, James Chastanoff second, Alex John third, because McKellar went backwards 17 position. Bad luck, mate. It yeah, seemed to be the, Small the night of wars. Every time I, I turn around and, and hear someone talking, it's uh, I've just hit McKellar or McKellar's just done this or <laughs> McKellar's done that and oh, McKellar's off. So bad luck, mate. It's one of those nights. I have them all the time. Don't worry about it. Uh, so Sean Doyle in did not improve, stayed fifth. Uh, Brody Cook dropped back a little bit. Harrison Mitchell obviously had a, had a run in uh, and ended up uh, dropping well out of the top 10 there at the end. Um and let's have a look at the actual rest of those results. So Nathan Verney clawed his way up to ninth after starting sort of back in 16th, 17th in, in race one. Um, Jeremy Bush hung in that top 10 as well. Russell Clark, big effort from his his problems in race one to come back in race two to get the top 10, up 17 positions. Uh, so that's the main bits there. Uh, let's go to the actual overall best results of the night. Russell Clark was the biggest mover, like I said, 27th to 10th. Uh, Liam Banks, 25th to 16th, up nine spots. Darren Tune, 12th to 4th. Did I skip that? He got yeah, that's fourth. a big drive, man. It's very well up. done. Yeah, yeah, good drive. That's um, that's very, I missed that because I didn't uh, move the, the columns around enough, but that's a very good drive. So well done, Darren. Uh, Dennis Hancock, uh, up six positions uh, to McKellar's, despite McKellar's best efforts. Um <laughs> And Matthew Mites is a very good drive from 11th to 6th, up five positions there, uh, considering I think he started about 16th on the, at the start of the night as well. So very well done to all those people. Uh, a few penalty points there. Um, pole position and fastest lap went to both Ben Snell, as we talked about. Uh, very good drive. We talked about Darren Tune there. Only person to get a 0x in race two. Well done. That's a very good night for you. Just crazy, crazy on that track. Oh, isn't it? It's. Oh, I don't time. know. I did it race one. I didn't quite get it race two, but yeah. I you didn't know. want to give you a big head. I did notice. <laughs> <laughs> so the overall round winner, which is something we get to do now, which is I, I, I really like. It's um, Ben Snell. Obviously, 102 points is pretty much the maximum you can get out of it. Uh, so well done to him. Uh, then uh, James Chastanoff in second. Uh, yourself, Alex uh, John in third. Uh, Sean Doyle ended up fourth overall, uh, fifth to Darren Tune, which is very good effort there. Uh, sixth to Brody Cook, uh, seventh to Jeremy Bush, eighth to Matthew Mites, ninth to Alex McKellar, even though you had that bad race too, uh, and tenth to Daniel Stubbs, which then takes us to the overall results. And I can see that Ben Snell is leading the championship on 141 points to an equal. Oh, geez, got a big lead. Is that right? Is that what I'm looking at? 100, 196 points for Ben Snell. Okay, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Thank God. Car number 141. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> there we go. I'm looking at the wrong column. 196 points to Ben Snell uh, and both Alex John and James Shastanoff second on 189 points. So seven points in arrears isn't too bad this time of year, two races in. Considering we've got an oval dirt race coming up at some stage, that's not too bad. Uh, Sean Doyle sitting, kicking around there in fourth. Uh, Matthew Pints in fifth. Darren Tune up to sixth, uh, which is a really good effort. And then Jeremy Bush and Alex McKellar equal in seventh. 
uh, Neil Gardner in ninth, and Nathan Verney rounding out the 10. Uh, so shout out to Ashley Knowles, jumping up seven positions down in the order there, up to 18th as well. That's the biggest mover overall for the week. Yeah, uh, so hopefully, the... hopefully Braden gets back too next week, or uh, well, this week, I should say. Do you know if he's racing tomorrow night? I know he's flat out. I don't think he will be, but I'm not sure because he does have another cricket game coming up that his team is playing in or he's coaching for, and it was I think it was the two weeks in a row, but I'm not 100% on that. Yeah, I remember him saying two weeks he might struggle, so but hopefully he gets back. Yeah, definitely. He, need, he needs a bit of a pick-me-up. He, he's just – poor guy's just down at the moment, so – We'll get him back there. Um, so road to 2K, Daniel Stubbs currently leading 136 points to Brody Cook in second on 133. Matthew Harrod in fourth, 120. Farron Hancock's there and thereabouts every season is uh, in fourth, 115. Ashley Knowles, same, 112. Uh, Craig Herman in the sixth, 107. Liam Banks in seventh at 100 points. Darren Lasso in eighth at 96. John Snell, 92 in ninth. And Leon Williams, in 10th at 91. Uh, championship points, it's getting that way already. Top split racing, 337 to Van Diemen racing, 329. And obviously, uh, the news and results podcast uh, for Locked On is at 291. Now, that is actually Matthew Mites and Nathan Verney. Uh, obviously, Locked On podcast interviews has dropped well out of the, the race because uh, Braden couldn't make it this week, but it's still sitting in fourth there. White Knuckle Racing in fifth. Locked on lads. Black Sheep Racing, a very good effort to be up in 230 for 239 points in sixth. Uh, Aussie Car down there in seventh. Uh, my team, Locked on lads, Discord in eighth. Uh, and Missed Apex Racing in ninth. And Van Diemen Baby Development Team, which is only one one card person, is in tenth. So Can I just shout out to both no. AJ, AJ and Russell? AJ, who I promise I'll pay for the physio bills. Your backs must be sore from carrying me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, also to, to Russell, who's having a similar season to me, so it's keeping us in it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just glad that I'm not the bottas to your Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, I don't think you have a word, to be honest. So. Uh, so let's finish up the results of the night by Michaela talking all about Sunday Night Lights because you just heard me talk way too long about uh, Aussie Car, mate. What's happened in Sunday Night Lights officially? Well, officially, obviously. Uh... Our biggest race, so that's that's awesome. If I take a look at what actually occurred, uh, we're at mid high, of course, round uh, seven. Oh, I keep thinking it's round eight, but it's round seven. Um, and, oh no, it was round eight. Um, and um, we had now you got Nagai sticking on pole, and he did it by a tenth and a half over Takumi Yamato. It was a Japanese lockout on the front row of the grid. We were talking about it before, but. Yamato uh, has really, but he was in the second split a lot of a lot of last season. He actually got a podium in the in the top split at Snetterton and at a low participation around last season. This season, he's fully in the top split. He's he's cracked his four k and he's got a, a regular Guernsey. In fact, he's cracked five k. He wasn't even four k last season. So, wow. um, yeah, he's doing fantastically well and he's putting in the hard yards. Front row lockout for the Japanese driver. We saw Nathan Wade and Christian Perez joined us again. Uh, which was great, the top Iberian driver out there. Former 2K World Cup winner as well, so really uh, high-quality driver. Those two locked out the second row. Anthony P.M. Jones for Team Torpedo. Great, I love seeing Anthony out there. He's a great supporter of the series and he's a good fella too. Just ahead of Vasco Sarovsky, 
who was the leading ANZ driver in qualification. If I search down the order for the other ANZ driver, it was only the the, the, the sole uh, other driver in Corey Lean, who only managed to qualify 15th, um, which he hasn't been qualifying too well as Corey, uh, but, uh, you know, he's pretty aggressive in his racing, so tends to move forward if he gets half an opportunity. So... Race kicks off. Uh, as I said, Nagai and Yamato locked out the front row, which was great. Yamato, unfortunately, had a net code with Nathan Wade into turn two at the start of the race, um, which was really unfortunate. I was really hopeful that the two Japanese drivers put on a great show at the front, um, but it took uh, Yamato and, and Nathan Wade both out in the early stages. But a really key factor to the story of this race was that Perez, who was sitting in, I think, third by that stage on the outside on the entry into, into the um, turn two hairpin, he went very wide to miss the incident, actually lost nine positions um, yeah. as part of that. But it only gets, it, the story only gets better by there, but from there. But look, the story really up front, uh, and I sort of alluded to it earlier tonight, Nagai um, at that point got a small margin. And he just he just hot lapped the hell out of it, to be honest. And he he pulled away and was honestly never headed. It was a, an outstanding drive, considering the quality of the field in there. But once again, mm. Perez um, was it was really interesting. We saw him at um, Laguna Seca. He didn't qualify well. In fact, I think he qualified last or second last. Here he lost nine positions, so he's down about twelfth. He fought back to be fighting for the podium positions. Um, incredible. Strongest field ever, and he does that. He drives through the field like that. So crazy to think what what uh, could have taken place if Nagai didn't get that gap and it was down to a couple of those guys racing. But um, Sarovsky, uh, who, as I said, qualified uh, on the third row, he was right in it up to his eyeballs. In fact... You know, during the quali, uh, he was provisionally on pole, uh, not for for before the final laps came through. Ended up on the third row, but after this, um, after the early sort of swat, swapping of positions and whatever, he was running in second for a while, um, which was I was just cheering him on like nobody's business. Um, and it wasn't until Perez sort of came back and unseated him bit that he got got a bit shuffled back, but. Uh, it was fantastic to see another one who plied his trade early on in the second split um, come in through the top split, and he's really put some yards in, and he's starting to see the results. Better yet, he's a good bloke. He's an ANZ club driver, and I think keep keep at it, and he'll be he'll be right up there. So congratulations to Vasco. Um, and unfortunately, though, the arrival of Perez, uh, they were going down the straight uh, towards. The, the big back straight out the back, uh, you've got turn four at the end of that, which is the major passing opportunity. Excuse me. Apologies again, hay fever. Um, and there was a there was a, a net code, a fairly solid net code there that caught Perez and um and Sarovsky together and popped uh Sarah's uh Sarovsky off in the uh in the in the, the sand at China Beach. Um, which was a shame. I was really disappointed for him. But up until then, I spoke to him after the race. He'd been, you know, I can't imagine he'd be doing anything other than grinning from ear to ear running in the front of that sort of field. So, yeah, yeah, it was a great night from that perspective as well. So, apart from the guy running away with it, um, at the fantastic drive from Perez, um, you know, there was a lot of dicing there between uh, a front pack of four, uh, three really. Uh, after Nagai, it was Perez, O'Frey, and Jones really putting on a great show. Uh, which was which was fascinating and really 
for the last few laps was the place to watch, uh, which was great. So for, from a results perspective, we saw Nagai not only put it on pole, taking maximum points for the win as well. Christian Perez, as I said, you know, what a story of his race. Lost nine positions, goes back to 12th, comes back to finish second. You know, outstanding drive. And again, um, just a quality drive and a quality bloke. Um, Julian O'Frey is currently leading the series. He ended up finishing third. Similarly, those two swapped positions a couple of times, and I was wondering strategically who wanted to lead it versus who wanted to make the move on the final lap. You know, Perez was so strong that he was sort of offline coming through that final uh, overtaking zone at turn four through the S's and and then back through into Thunder Valley. But he got the run so well that O'Frey had no choice but to pull back in the line and, and abort the move. But he ended up finishing third nonetheless. Jones was there and thereabouts. It uh, wasn't in a position to really attack the other two, but did fi- finish in his best position for quite some time, uh, the UK and I driver. He finished in fourth. The great Dane, Dennis Johansson. Uh, fantastic to see Dennis back. He finished in fifth, uh, just ahead of Oscar Chinchilamaza, another IBM driver in sixth. Uh, that left, unfortunately, the two ANZ drivers, just looking at the results there, Corey Lean down in 12th and uh, Sorovsky just behind him, just out of the points in 13th. So not the drive that those two are looking, but certainly uh, not the result, I should say, but certainly um, I'm hoping that Sorovsky got a taste of the, the, the high life up the front and there'll be more, more of that in the future. Uh, just quickly glancing at the... Uh, the other splits, we had a, th- a three case off in the second split, which is nuts. <laughs> um, which saw, of course, as we said, Ian Bevan, uh, Mr. Skippy himself from the good old days, excuse me, 4,400 I rating. It left him to take out the, the second split, which is great. Uh, other ANZ drivers in the field finished second, uh, sorry, third. Philippides, uh, who's in second, uh, is absolutely a, a regular in the top split, couldn't crack it. Mitchell Nichols. Ryan Portelli finished third and fourth, respectively, the ANZ drivers. Braden Martin managed sixth, uh, which was great to see. Other ANZ drivers, Paul Wilson in ninth. Nathan Verney, of course, locked on own uh, in 11th. Uh, Rounding out the points there, Jeremy Bush, another Aussie car driver there in 12th. Excuse me, and Shorter, who, um, you know, is, as I said, he's one to watch when he does crack it for the top split. Unfortunately, had that incident with Braden that saw him out of the points down at 16th. Uh, just quickly, final one we'll look at is the third split. Uh, great to see uh, Jason Browers and Ken Himes on the podium. Uh, Can I just very... tell you, from, yep. from my perspective, those two and uh, even Matthew Harriet were all battling uh, and, and at the end of the race were just uh, just over the moon because I think uh, Ken or I think it was Jason actually did his fastest lap and optimal lap uh, on the final lap, just to try and keep ahead, and the the battle between those three, Matteo just took it um, took it out, but uh, those three battling for the podium um, were pushing each other to to breaking point without actually getting to the breaking point the whole way through the race, and they were over the moon. So well yeah, done to those three. Yeah, absolutely. And if if they get that great racing experience out of it, third split, first split, I don't care as long as they get the experience. That's what it's all about. So you see a line of four ANZ drivers there finish second, third fourth and fifth respectively, Browers, Himes, Harriet, of course now in Aussie car, and Mark Jeffrey, who was back in Aussie car last week as well. Great to see Jeffo back in there. Uh, Then, of course, yourself down in ninth, mate, uh, I think, around, oh, Jason Willman, unfortunately missing out all the way down in 16th. And some guy called Carl Withy as well. Oh, yeah, down in 13th, just out of the points. (laughs) Big Carl, how could I miss him? I'm glad he's back out there, though, having a crack. and um, He's he's loving it. (laughs) Yeah, that, oh, mate, it couldn't make me happier, honestly. 
Turning um, to the standings overall, Julian O'Frey uh, remains on top. He's about 20 points, almost 20 points clear of Laura Samadio and Giuseppe Tallini, the two Italians in second and third. Takumi Yamato, that Japanese driver that I've been telling us to watch this season after putting it on the front row, missing out, still remains in fourth. Vasco Sarovsky still uh, hangs on to fifth at this stage uh, as we start heading into drop rounds from next week. So that'll favour Sarovsky, actually. He's had a couple of, uh, he's missed out a couple of times. Other ends there, drivers in the field. Paul Wilson in sixth. Mitchell Nichols in seventh. Jason Browers in eighth. Braden Martin in tenth. Uh, he drops into the top 10 this week at the expense of Jeremy Bush in 11th. Uh, Ken Hyams rises a couple of positions. He's sitting in 14th, just ahead of the Cowboy, who drops another couple uh, to 15th after not turning up again this week. Mark Jeffries up two spots into 16th. And Jason Willman drops five positions but remains uh, in the top 20. I did... I will pause for one moment to look at P9, which is now you know, guy. He's done four races. He's in P9. Yeah, he's in P9. He's won two races. I think he's finished second. He's got three poles. And with four races to go, he can still win it from P9, which is unheard of because he's he's currently 116 points off the lead and he can still win it uh, if he puts his the rest of his races together. So, yeah. uh, But he's forward. on that that brink of one bad race and that's the end of it. So no more drops for him. That's yeah, yeah, absolutely. But again, full pump to him too. How would you be being the guy that won the strongest Skippy race ever yeah. put together? You know, there's yeah. only one person that's done that and it's now you Nagai. Congratulations, Nagai-san 2.0. Well done. And that's two weeks in a row. We've had a, a dual winner. So Nagai... The, the only the second person this season to get a second win under his belt. So well done. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, it goes to tell you those two will be finding out. Julian O'Frey's the other one, of course, has had two wins. Uh, and the guy, like I said, he's in ninth at the moment, four races in hand. Uh, you know, he could well, he finished second last season from memory. So he'll be gunning for the top spot. Now I feel really bad because we've got Alex John on here and he's just not said a word for half an hour. So you're still there, Alex? Absolutely. No, I'm uh, quite enjoying listening because, you know, this is this is what I listen to uh, on an afternoon while I'm, I'm, you know, walking around doing my work. So I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. You can listen to it again because there's that little clue <laughs> with Carl with you you've not heard yet. So you have to re-listen to it all just to find that little bit. But True. Um, no, it, look, it was great having your insight into it, great having another, another eye in it. And we are looking next season to have it or next year to have a, a, a position for a fourth rotating person in, because I think it adds to the dynamic of the podcast and it is really good to get different perspectives and not just Braden complaining, me complaining, and Alex telling how, telling us how, how easy it is to win. So um, <laughs> no, It, it ain't that work. easy. Just look at this season, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, you had to have one sooner or later, mate. You had to have one sooner or later. <laughs> look, I'm happy uh, to be the one to, to be saying how easy it is to win for a change. <laughs> get that in here. We, we didn't even get to have an interview with you for your last season of Aussie Car. So, can, by the way, congratulations on that um, uh, since we're at the end of the podcast. So, just quickly, sum it up. How would you feel winning the last season? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, I'm just, you know, that that's a few weeks away now. P9 
Pete, so try and remember back that far. But um, you know, no, it was another championship win. This one, uh, just you know, it with just the rest after after it was it like kids after two. It's just all you know downhill from That's there. It. Um, <laughs> no, no, it was it was good. The first one was tough, a lot of practice. Um, and this one, it was just everything went right, and and that seems to um, that yeah, like the, this the, the season before for me, I think it was Braden and I. We must have. I felt like we had magnets uh, attracting each other, um, or if it wasn't Braden, it would be someone else. I, I had so many incidents, and then it was like the complete opposite. It was like the seas parted, um, you know, that fantastic oval race. Um, yeah, yeah, it was just a just one of those seasons, and. Um, no, it was it was good, and and looking forward to the rest of this one because it it looks like it's going to be a tight battle, uh, potentially with the uh, the top three at the moment and and others coming back from the bad couple of rounds. Definitely, should be should be very very interesting going forward. Now, I I do need to throw some shade out there at a few Skippy drivers. We've just had um, Ben Snell become the winningest, the most winningest Aussie car person in history. We've just gone through the things to find out that is a word. Uh, so he just passed Cameron Dance. So Cameron Dance knows he needs to come back now. So uh, it's all the stars lined up. First first race back end of January next year, season 12, we could have one of the best Aussie car fields in history, hopefully, uh, if there's a few people that uh, take up the, the challenge of trying to knock off Ben Snell since he's uh, now won more races than anyone else in history, and obviously Cam Dance was the previous holder of that uh, that trophy. So, yeah, interesting what's going to happen next season. So, yeah, well done, Ben. I I, I didn't actually realise that he had uh, had Cameron's number. So yeah, look, gauntlet thrown, right? Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's see who comes out of the woodwork. Definitely, I'm very look like I think we've talked about it many times off off camera probably, but there's. There's one Mitchell McLeod who hasn't really been racing much online at the moment, um, but uh, Matt Marsh is is one of the ones I definitely want to see come back and see where that where he slots in. But definitely Cameron, like there's there's a there's a top seven or eight or nine there that would be battling um, for the win each and every week, and you wouldn't know who's going to get it. And yep. that's that's yep. exciting to see if we can Absolutely. get that. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, um, now that you mentioned, yeah, I haven't seen Mitchell online for quite some time, but but it, it did occur to me just before we wrap. Um, Summit One G. The he's he's yes. in the in the top five streamers on the planet on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, in the top five, and he's racing i racing at the moment. And he, it's it's interesting. If I watch it, right, he's enjoying it. And he's having a good giggle mm-hmm. and stuff, and all the rest of it. That's great. But can I tell? You, he's only got uh, probably half his normal viewer base. Right? He's, yes. And when I say that, it's seventeen thousand people watching yes. him at any one time consistently, <laughs> right? But I see, I've seen him play some other games. I don't really follow the guy, but when he's playing like Escape from Tarkov that AJ and I play yeah. or whatever, I'll go and watch that. And he'll have thirty, thirty-five thousand people watching. However, having said that, as far as influential streamers go, there's not many better than that fella. And to have all those eyeballs on iRacing, and can I tell you, there's a, some peripheral streamers around him in his, I don't know, circle yep. that that he, he hosts at the end of it. I was I was watching DJ last night as well, you know, Dennis Hill Hanson, he was having a stream, and he's sitting there going, oh, will he host me when he finishes? <laughs> Could you imagine getting a, getting 15,000 people dropped on a stream that normally averages 20? You know, yeah, like, they go, quick, play ad, play ad now, play ad now. <laughs> You play an ad for twenty. You play an ad for twenty thousand people. That's two hundred bucks done. Mm, yeah, you know, 
that's crazy. But fantastic to get that sort of exposure to the community. Exactly. And uh, if he's having a great time and everyone comes in and has a look on the back of it, you know, all the better. Yep, definitely. It's, it's you know, the, the rising tide raises all ships. That's that kind of thing. If he, can, if he can get more people in because he just decides he wants to do iRacing for a little bit. There was another streamer as well, I think, that was doing some iRacing as well that was getting some good numbers, but it is good. And, and it was good to see the community get out there and support him. I think there was um, uh, one of the big, was it um, Junior got out there and, and thanked him on Twitter. Um, and I, I, I think one of the one of the guys that's really close to the iRacing saying thank you for shining a light on on our humble little game, uh, or not game, but sim, and um, to such a big audience. So it was good to see everyone get out there and, and you know, realize what a big thing it is so um yeah it's good but anyway let's wrap this thing up aj i'll start with you mate have you got anything coming up that you're doing that you want people to talk about what do you got planning you going bike riding soon what's happening no absolutely nothing no uh That's no good. i i need anyway, to I still, I still <laughs> i still need to get you out on a bike hey i we, know uh, i've, got, I've to... been on it once or twice and i almost had a hard attack but i'm going to get back into this <laughs> i've got to get through these spreadsheets once uh, i'm through these spreadsheets i've got more time and i can actually focus on my health which is yeah, yeah no no absolutely. Up for that. no 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 look out for me through uh through a third party i'll i'll be on someone's stream or some uh some broadcast racing aussie cars no doubt yeah, definitely. So, where can people find you if they want to get in contact with you? Have you, have you got a Twitter? Have you got a f- what? What are you? I'm. Uh, I, I have no social media. I. That's uh, good. Yeah, <laughs> no, that that was gone a little while ago. I do have a YouTube channel. Um, haven't posted to it for a long time, but uh, I think it's AJ Racing in VR. I think if I remember correctly, and there's a <laughs> wasn't few... it AJ underscore seventy seven? No, that's my um, Twitch. I think... Yeah, that's my Twitch. No, that's yeah, it's, Twitch it's for sure. Yeah. It's AJ Racing in VR. I started um, uploading videos long time ago when I first got VR, and there's you, you go back. There's a few on there, and um, there's one with some pretty good views on it too. That F1. <laughs> I don't know what on earth happened there, um, but yeah, you're right. I did. There was a Oceanic F1 league at one point in time, um, which didn't last very long because it had a very toxic community. But anyway, the races that that. Um, that did happen. I, I happened to put a few up and one of them, I don't know how, but it just went viral and it's got, a, it had over 10,000 views last time I looked. Um, I thought it was closer to 30,000 last time uh, I checked. Oh, I it might have, yeah, it might have gone up. It was just, I, I don't know, algorithm worked for me there. So maybe they were looking for missing now. I've got the similar thing happened with, um, with our YouTube or what was my YouTube at the time. Um, just decided to put out some Just Cause 3 videos randomly and um you know just just random shit i was doing and one of them all of a sudden getting a lot of views and um all of a sudden i had to go back and relook it and go to the co- uh the actual comments so ninety nine thousand views this video has from four years ago um and i'm like what the hell's happened here and it turned out that there was a bug in that map that i was the, the town that i was doing and um People were going and they're trying to find the solution. So then I did a second video that showed the solution to the problem that we're all asking about. It's got 27,000 views three uh, five years later as well. Actually, no, that was the first one has 27,000 views. I then did the second video, which actually showed the solution four years ago, and it's got 99,000 views now. So it's just random. It's, a, it's <laughs> very random. 
Random. Look, look, I'm looking now. It's it's 13, not 30. So, but uh, oh, thank you, go. thank you for the time. Oh, pump, pump yourself up, mate. Come on. <laughs> 130,000. That's what? Amazing. <laughs> crazy stuff. Uh, yeah, no. Go watch that video, people. Let's get it going again. Let's get, let's make this happen. Uh, Michaela, mate, what do you got lined up? Where can people find you? Uh, so, Aussie Car, well, it'll be tonight when this comes out. Uh, of course, yeah. I was going to stream, but I'll probably see if I can get it set up for next week. Uh, looking forward to that, though. Otherwise, I'm going to do some nerve this week. Oh, I can't stream it, though, because, you know, 12 frames a second doesn't really cut it. Record it, mate. Record yeah, it. Yeah, well, there's an idea. Put it up. I reckon I, I really like the idea of recording it and not just doing the – see, what I try and do is talk while I'm driving and it never ends up going very well. It, it works okay, but I like the idea of just recording a, a race and then doing a commentary of it afterwards. So yeah, you, you I, know I what's going to happen. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I used to do it um, – I, I, I've done both. Uh, I, I used to do the streaming and people used to – Give me heaps because it's like the pulse didn't. It sounded like my pulse wasn't getting above sixty, sort of thing. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, but no. Otherwise, look, we got uh, SNL again. Now this is going to be really interesting because I thought Mid Ohio would be dead, biggest strength of field. That, yeah, yeah no, in the history of I, of Skippy I Racing, it was biggest field. So who knows what Nerve GP is going to bring out? But I'm looking forward to it because it's a great track to race Skippy, and hopefully that brings people back. Uh, this week, but you can check that out Sunday night, uh, 9.15 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time, so uh, 8.15 if you're in Queensland, 8.45, I think, if you're in South Australia and, and some crazy time if you're in Perth. Um, yeah. uh, you can find that on Top Split TV on Twitch, and if you can't make it live, either on track or off, uh, check it out, the race replay on The Top Split, which is our YouTube channel. We've got a full 25 seasons worth of SNL and MNL races there. Go check out the back catalogue. And none of them have got 13,000 or 150,000 views. They've all got like a couple hundred, but get in there and have a look. That's Can it. only we'll try. get it there. Yeah, look, we'll get it there. Um, so the weird thing is at the moment, because my wife's now working from home with me, she needs this computer that I'm sitting on right now, which is where I usually during the day I play games or create content or something like that. So the only computer I've got spare is my rig behind me. So when I'm sitting there wanting to relax, I'm actually now hopping on the rig, which is really good fun. So uh, hopefully get some ring races in this week. Um, that would be good. Hopefully do my time trial to get my um, Class A license uh, sorted out. I need two more to do for NASCAR. Um, hopefully when I get all these spreadsheets and, and websites sorted out, I can actually sit down and do some races other than the Skippy and and maybe even, like I said, record some of them or, or, or get the replay and rewatch the replay and do that when I get some more time. But that's that's the the end goal, uh, hopefully. So it'd be, it's, it's been interesting. She's been helping me with this, with, with actual work, and then she's also been slowly, I've been easing her into helping me with the website stuff. So um, hopefully we can pick up on that next year. But, yeah, definitely ring uh, Locked On Lads on Twitch if you want to watch the races live. Uh, Locked on Lads YT is where they'll end up if they end up in a video form at some stage. But like Alex said, I haven't done it for a while. AJ said I haven't done it for a while. So, um, But I'm hoping to again soon. Uh, we'll go Chill Zone on, twi- on Twitter. Um, Locked on Lads on Facebook. Locked on Lads. Uh, just about everywhere else. LockedOnLads.com slash Discord. Get in the Discord. Hit us up for anything else you want to do. Um, that is the main places. Like I said, um, have a chat. Uh, in the Discord, it's a good place to be, good place to hang out. Uh, other than that, 
Thank you, AJ, for joining us tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Um, thank you, Michaela, once again for joining us. And we'll be back next week with some more stuff. Who knows who will turn up? Uh, who knows what we'll talk about? Hopefully some iRacing content coming in the near future. That'll be what we want to talk about. Thank you, everyone, and have a good week. Bye now. Bye.